Do security systems make you safer? I guess it depends on the security system. Is it? Here, here's, here's my thought. Like, you put a security system on your house that's better than not... You think that's better than not having a security system on your house in terms right. of protecting you from someone invading your house. But as soon as you put a security system on your house and, and you announce it, like you put a little sign out front, like the idea of that sign is to scare people away, to be like, hey, don't, don't come to this house because we have a security system. Beware of dog. But is the act of putting up the security system enough for... A sophisticated robber to say, oh, they have a security system. They're probably protecting something valuable. This house does not have a security system. It's not worth my time. But if I can beat the security system, like, like the return on my time is going to be much, much higher. Does it attract, hmm. do security systems attract criminals? Uh, well, wait, I, I don't, I think the answer, because I know what we're going to talk about today. I think the answer is no, I, I don't think it does. But I don't think it's the security element of it, Ed. I think it's the antagonistic part of it that we want to talk about. Say more. You know, it, was that, well, I think that. So I don't think that if somebody sees, like, I, I know that a good part of the security business is, you know, I remember my parents had like a sticker in the window showing that we had a security system. It seemed to be a common thing at the time. And people didn't scare people off because it's not worth it in case there is a security system because it's more likely that it, they can get caught. And I don't know if it necessarily means that people are going to like be more, uh, assume that my parents' house had more stuff to steal than someone else's. So I, I don't know if it, that tracks exactly. But I do like, the, I do think that, if, for argument's sake, I was hanging out with, say, say there's a guy at my high school who likes getting fights with people from, a, people from another high school. If I was hanging out with that person downtown, I'm more likely to get attacked because I'm around that person who's got an enemies list as long as my arm. That, I think, would so, attract. So e- even if your friend is a really good fighter and could, if, if you yeah. got in a fight, being around him is helpful because he could defend you in, in that fight. But the act of being near him increases the chance. It increases the chances you win a fight, but it also increases the chance that you get in a fight. That's right. Exactly. And so, and 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 I, I don't know if I've ever told you, but my approach to life is to not get in fights because <laughs> nobody wins fights. I don't know if I, you you must know that. Like nobody wins physical fights. My dad told me that a long time when I was a teenager myself. So so yeah, I, and I've been around friends that like to get into fights on the weekend, and and it just was not something I ever wanted to be to really be around because it's it, it I found it inherently dangerous more dangerous. I've got a few stories about that where I just felt I was exposed to more danger. So so no that that I think is something I'd rather avoid. Yeah, and so I think what you're saying is uh, a superhero is more like your buddy in high school than he is like a security system. I'd say so. Like, I think that the security so what we've learned over the last little while, last couple of years really, is that superheroes seem to attract unwanted attention from superpowered people and also aliens monsters god so there are they're attracting unwanted attention and it's not like it's just sort of annoying attention it's that it leads to violence their interactions like they attack these heroes and if you happen to be around them i think you're more exposed to 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 being harmed i mean we know that the avengers have this uh this emergency fund that we talked about before because their property gets damaged when they're around yeah it's it's one of those things where like you talk about if you're going to get a heart attack at a convention, you, the best place to be would be at a doctor's convention. And if you think you're going to be attacked, the best place to be would be like a police officer's convention. But we're at this, this, uh, the, the world is such that if you go to the, 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 this is almost like saying if you go to a superhero convention, yes, you have superheroes there to protect you, but the superhero event itself is like a magnet for danger. It's a magnet for attacks. And so you're just, you're more likely to be protected by somebody, but you're more likely to need protection just by the act of you being there. And it's incredibly violent and creatively violent. These supervillains and these monsters, I mean, it's, they're like from, uh, science fiction, right? I mean, like the, the way that they're, their approach to violence is unpredictable and, and it's quite dangerous. And so that leads to the thing I know we want to talk about today, which is 
the the, the recent formation of the Spider-Man fan club. And whether and and dissolution, what do you call it when you, when you get rid of a dissolution? Fan club? Dissolution, the creation yeah. and dissolution of the fan club. So so recently, I think it was was it in Queens, New York, or somewhere? It's in one of the boroughs of New York, I think. I don't think it was downtown. Uh, the spider, the first, the inaugural meeting of the Spider-Man fan club, the, the first and last meeting of the fan club. <laughs> so they announced it, which is you know it's fun, right? I mean, because Spider-Man has been quite popular. And costumes neat, and he has been in the in the news doing wonderful and, and, things. And, and everyone else is a fan club, so why not Spider? Yeah, he's not the first one. But then you think these fan clubs have been run by usually teenagers, right? Like teenage teenage men and boys and girls. And you think their parents might say, "Hold on a second, huh? <laughs> like, why? Okay, fan club for Spider Man." So let's look at. We know that Giant Man had a fan club that led to an attack by a supervillain at the, the fan club meeting. Yeah. The Porcupine. And the Teen Brigade are basically an Avengers fan club, and they were involved directly in that fight with Kang. So it it seems like it feels like has been you can have a fan club, but just like don't go and hang around the person you're a fan of. But that's what and that's but that's what they've been doing. But that's what they that's did. Their, <laughs> that's, that's the that, that is the problem. The problem the, the problem is not the fan club itself. The problem is like the activities the fan club partakes in. Right. So the the ambitious chapter president is like saying, "Listen, guys, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go." You know, invite Spider-Man to show up at our fan club, and that's what they did. So Spider-Man, I don't know if he's invited or not, but he showed up at the Spider-Man fan club. The and very this, first fan uh, club meeting. Very first fan, fan club, last one and only. And the the Green Goblin showed up. Yeah, he starts fight. firing off missiles and blowing things up. And so, so again, you get into that situation again, where because Spider, so presumably the Green Goblin is not there to attack the fan club members. Presumably, he was there to attack Spider-Man. If Spider-Man hadn't been there, then right. the fan club would have been fine. But I guess what it is is that it turns out that these superheroes seem drawn to their own fan clubs. The the enterprising supervillain thinks, you know, the odds of like seeing this guy is, is pretty high if I go to this their, their fan club meeting. Because oh, you're, oh, you're saying the Goblin might have showed up at the fan club meeting just hoping Spider-Man would be there. Yeah. Well, that, that makes sense because the Porcupine showed up at the Giant Man fan club meeting, hoping he's going to be there. And he was well, right. no, no, no. I think the the Porcupine showed up knowing that they were that the fan club was going to visit Giant Man. Like I think it was the it was like on the roster of like right, activities okay. the club was participating in that day. Well, my my point is more that I think that it's it's a way to get access to superhero rights. It seems that normally these superheroes show up when because they hear about a crime being committed or whatever, so they go. And and inter and, and try to interrupt the crime being committed or the attack being being committed, right? But here, the supervillains are getting, I think, the superheroes in theory at their most casual, most relaxed, when they're not not on guard. Well, maybe they should and, start being on guard by showing, like, n- knowing they're going to go to one of these things that that causes they should increase their guards to come up because they know the, the, these are moments when when they're attacked. But then maybe they should. If you think you might get attacked, then I don't think you should hang out around teenage kids. <laughs> you shouldn't be there at all. <laughs> uh, but know? I I, I want to layer on top of that what, what makes this even worse is that. At least when you're with Spider-Man and spy- someone's attacking you, you have Spider-Man there to protect you from being attacked. Right. In this case, that didn't e- even that didn't happen. I once know. the w- once the Green Goblin shows up and starts attacking, Spider-Man skedaddles, and now you're left. The- now, luckily, the Human Torch decides to show up. Johnny Storm shows up at the the fan club event. Right. Maybe he's a fan yeah. of Spider-Man, and he managed to take on the Green Goblin, and and, and nobody was injured. But if the Human Torch hadn't been there, there would there, it would have been disastrous. So maybe we've we, we've determined why there will not be another Spider-Man fan <laughs> well, club meeting. That's pretty clear. <laughs> First of all, a, a psychopath in a in a Green Goblin costume will show up and blow stuff up around you. 
possibly so kill that, you. That, that, that is a reason not to go to the second meeting. And secondly, the superhero who is there that has superpowers might abandon you to your fate. <laughs> so, <laughs> that so, is not a good one. So, so n- 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 number one is, hey, uh, being a fan of Spider-Man is not safe. Number two is, <laughs> maybe he doesn't have any more fans. <laughs>